Welcome to Movied. I am Jake, and I am joined by Craig. We both have YouTube channels. Craig really makes use of his, though. How about you do all the talking this time? The whole... Should I, would that be better for you? Anyway, welcome to Movied. Movie. Movie! So, the New Mutants finally came to VOD. Okay, I'll talk now. Oh. Um, <laughs> Jake, let's make this the best episode of Movie ever, okay? Whoa, whoa. The best one. That's what you want to... That's the goal you want to set? That's what I want every time. Yeah, but I feel like we've had some great, great episodes. This will be the best. Okay. Spoiler-free synopsis of The New Mutants. When a teenage Native American girl, uh, her reservation is attacked by something we don't know. She wakes up after watching her father uh, be hurt. She wakes up in an institution, and the Uh doors are locked, and uh, here she's got some other teenagers around her. They all have special abilities. And there is one doctor who is trying to kind of work through their individual traumas and so that they can move on to the next evolution of their superpowerdom. Although she's not very specific in terms of what that means for them. The kids kind of all come from different backgrounds. They all have different issues. They all have different powers. And uh, things go from bad to worse for them. Sometimes the relationships get better. But overall, they realize maybe... This institution isn't quite what they think it is, and they have to work together to overcome their collective traumas and the institution that is keeping them from the outside world. Maybe we should do a little background information on what the movie, like the production of the movie. Sure. The uh, I wrote down the, some things that I thought were very interesting about the I did, production release because... I did learn a little bit about it, too. Boy, yeah. oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> This is, as it stands, the 13th and final, so they say, uh, X-Men film from 20th Century Fox, the studio. Because now that Fox has been bought by Disney, and Disney owns Marvel, it's basically just going right back into the hands of Marvel. Fox bought the X-Men franchise, or the rights to the X-Men franchise, before superhero movies were such a thing. So, since Disney bought it, it will be part of the MCU. It will become part of... of, They they have the opportunity now to make it part of the MCU. I wrote down a a few things, because I was really intrigued by it. Filmed at the end of 2017, uh, slated for release in April 2018, okay? This is still when Mm -hmm. it's just 20th Century Fox is the the company making it. Then, the release date was pushed to avoid the release of Deadpool 2. They didn't want to compete with it. It's coming from Marvel. Mm-hmm. They were like, that's mm-hmm. going to be a biggie. And it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so it was. Pushed. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought Deadpool mm-hmm. 2 was even better than Deadpool 1. But that's just yeah. me. I might agree with you there. Or maybe it's me and Craig. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. enjoyable movie. So it was pushed mm-hmm. from April to April 2018 to February 2019. So I don't know why such a huge push to avoid one movie. That doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense to me. And then it was pushed to August 2019 to avoid the release of Dark Phoenix. And then the Disney Fox thing was happening. And as soon as Disney bought Fox, they pushed to April 2020. And guess what happened? What happened? It was quite novel. It was the coronavirus. Oh, hey. Yes. Okay. And then, uh, so then they were just like, you know what? This is a theatrical release. We're not going to just drop this on VOD. They (laughs) released it theatrically in August 2020, finally, end of August. And now we get it on VOD just this past weekend 
and I've been waiting to see it since. Like, I was excited about the April release because when we saw the trailer for this man uh, in front of Birds of Prey, I was like, "This is a superhero version of Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: The Dream Warriors." I was super jazzed about it. And a couple other things that I think are worth mentioning. Originally conceived by uh, Josh Boone, the director, and his writing partner as a more horror forward kind of movie, uh, but hired to be kind of YA-ish because he directed The Fault in Our Stars, saw the first cut and they were like, let's do reshoots to make it more YA-ish. Then they cut a trailer after the success of It Chapter One came out. Like that movie was gajillions of dollars and rated R and scary. So they cut a trailer to make it look scarier than it currently was. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to do reshoots to make it even scarier. Mm -hmm. Then when Disney bought them, reshoots got pushed, pushed, pushed. Eventually, they finally were like, nope, no reshoots. Just refine the cut you have, finish the visual effects, and we're just going to put it out. (laughs) So like the trailer promised a much more horror-ish movie to me than Mm -hmm. what I ended up receiving. I don't remember being that excited about the trailer because I barely remembered it. This movie would have gone under the radar for me. But sure. then you said, you said, hey, I'm watching New Mutants. Want to do a movie? And I'm like, yes, because <laughs> here's the thing. I love doing movies. Yeah, yeah. So, me too, man. And it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a little while, guys. Expect one of these every day from now on. Oh, wow. Overpromise, underdeliver, Jake. That's what they say. Sounds good. Would you recommend uh, chasing down the New Mutants, Craig? No. No, I would not. I think there's plenty of other things to watch (laughs) (laughs) brief spoiler free review i was bored as hell the first half it started getting kind of good second maybe second or last third we'll get into this more when i get into my spoilery review of it Mm -hmm. i think it is a series of half realized ideas and promises not kept well, you got to overpromise and underdeliver. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. There's just yeah. so many things to watch now, and you don't got to watch the New Mutants. You just don't got to. Unless you're a 20th Century Fox Marvel completist. Spoiler-free stuff done, I think. Yeah, is it time spoiler to get time? the spoilers of it all. You ready for the spoiler? Yeah, come on, man. So they were pretty secretive of the, the, the main character's powers. Turns out, she was an alien. Oh, Greg. No, yeah. that's not true. Oh, that's not it? No. So now I'm not sure whether you watched the, uh, watched the same movie as I did. I'm, no. Yeah, well, it was like an alien no, and she- Charlie Sheen. Like the alien's be- knees bend backwards and they were, jump real high. I think you were and- watching something. What was, it, what was that called? The Arrival? Yes. That's, <laughs> what I, that's what we're talking about, right? Okay. Not Arrival. The Arrival mm. is the one with Charlie Sheen, I think. Yeah, of yeah. course. What's Arrival? I only watched The Arrival. Oh, sure, sure. No, her superpower is that she can make your fears manifest in real life a plot of a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. Yes. The other kids have a variety of powers um, that we've seen before, except for Anya Taylor-Joy, who is, I just think, is fantastic and just just horrible in this movie she's just not very nice in this movie guys she is not towards the end she is yeah like i mean we were simultaneously watching not at the exact same time but like we watched this in between when we were halfway through watching the queen's gambit on uh, netflix and she is she's a much different person in that it's i saw the first episode of that and it was great yeah loved it the rest of it's Uh, fantastic i'm only gonna watch the first episode because i gotta go back to the arrival but (laughs) uh uh (laughs) 
so I actually took notes this time watching that this That blows my mind, dude. You never take yeah. notes during this. Okay, so please, you you go first, because yeah. you've got okay. notes to back it up and, and well, everything. I wanna... Well, I was inspired by, because uh, I've been watching a lot of Taskmaster. Have you watched any of that yet? Uh, no. <laughs> you are missing out. Greg Davies, the host, so they'll show the task, they'll show footage of the task, and they cut back to him and little Alex Horn, his a sidekick, and he'll discuss with them, like, the things they just did, and he has these notes, and he's like, I wrote here, and he'll just say it, and then sometimes he doesn't even know why he wrote it. I feel like that is a really good way to facilitate conversation. Just have a thing written, even if it's, even if you don't even know what it means. Yeah. You know? So, I took notes. I didn't stop the movie or anything. As I was watching it, I was just writing down thoughts that came to my mind. Some of I haven't even reread them since I did that. that so that's gonna make this even more fun. I think most of them will make sense. It'll be obvious, but <laughs> some of them might not. So I first thing I wrote because I always forget the names of people. So the first thing I wrote was main girl Danny. I ended up not writing down anyone else's name though, so that's a problem. Um, <laughs> you can refer uh, to them by other char- characters like uh, Arya Stark. Um, yeah, you could call the other I one will. Queen's Gambit, and you can call the yes. other one Stranger Things. Overall, though, overall, before I get into the notes, I, as I said, first half, really boring to me. Like, <laughs> I was I was not into it at all. Uh-huh. I was hoping it would be over. Yeah. But once they revealed her, uh, maybe a little before, but around when they revealed her actual powers, yeah. like what they were, even though I kind of suspected, like, early on, I had, like, a, a glimmer of a, a suspicion, and then I forgot about it. And then it came, and when it came up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of was thinking that. Once that happened, and once they actually, and they realized that they were in prison, and it was not for the good, yeah. and they had to get out, once they all had a thing to do, I was into it. I was into it. Other than that, I was bored. But I was legitimately into it at the end. Like, I, I, okay, I was good. enjoying it. I was legitimately into it for a couple of sequences right in the middle, when the relationship <laughs> started to, like, right when they started doing all the what would be considered fan service moments. Once people started kissing on each other, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, let's do more of this. And that's not surprising to me because that's what Josh Boone did very well in The Fault of Our Stars was the interpersonal relationship stuff. I liked where they, where they were going with that, but I was also bored by it. <laughs> I was just bored. Right. I don't mm-hmm. think you're particularly interested in uh, teen melodrama. <laughs> Not really. No, I did like, I liked The Fault in Our Stars. Okay. That was good. Cool, but, cool, 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 cool. But that was, that was a little different. The stakes are a little, a little higher, too, uh, yeah, when yeah. the kids are dying. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Anyway, first thing I wrote, the opening threw me into the action in a way that was boring. That's what I wrote. <laughs> I wrote that as, like, right after it happened, because right. that was before I knew the rest of it was going to bore me. I didn't know anything that, what was happening. I didn't know. It yeah. was just like, suddenly they're running out of a house. I don't know who these people are. I don't know what they're running from. It's dark. It's confusing. Like, I felt like you could have had a little, you could have had a scene or a little setup first, and then I would have been invested. But it was like, this is just meaningless images on the screen to me. <laughs> Moving on. Mutant discovering they're a mutant and then other mutants is well-worn territory. Yeah. <laughs> it starts the way, like, a lot of the, those movies start, like X-Men movies in particular. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and I was like, all right, that's fine. Okay, well, let's keep going. We've, we've seen it, so yeah. let's just keep yeah. on moving. <laughs> and then I wrote, this really, uh, actually, I wrote it a couple times in a different way. But I get it. There's a security camera. I wrote that. Yeah. Because <laughs> they went, they cut back to that same shot of the security camera like 20 times. Sure. Like it, it was a 
establishing shot the way the outside of a building is sometimes an establishing shot they were moving us into the security room they were not just telling us that um they are being watched they were being like now we're in the security room <laughs> no I, I would watch it again okay i don't think like, i will though okay there were set, there were a lot of times where there was mid-scene cut to oh okay camp, back to scene that happened a lot fair game Everyone is talking in a very slow and stilted way, kind of like a Shyamalan movie. So Jake will probably like that. I wrote that. <laughs> I do like Shyamalan movies. Many of them. Yeah. Not yeah. all of them, but many of them. <laughs> Someone would say something, and there'd be a pause. Someone would say something, and it was not that profound of things they were saying. It was not. It was like, okay, I get it. Let's move on. Yeah. You know, especially the first half. It was humorless, completely. See, everyone was very serious. Then this joke started trickling in a little bit later, but yeah, and they were very welcome. They were very, I enjoyed them. I think I, I may have wrote down a few. Let's see, I, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Oh yeah, I was confused by that. This might just you, I might be wrong here, but when she was trying to escape and she ran and she hit the wall and she bounced back, yeah, the first time, yeah, like I said, why did she run? Where would she go? I don't understand why she's so mad about where she is and not just sad about her dad dying. That's what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. I know she wanted to suddenly escape for some reason, mm-hmm. but I also don't know like where she thought she was going, just not being held against her yeah. will, I guess. Yeah, they also hadn't established it as a place that needed escaping from Yeah, at that point. Like, she was just like, we're here to help you. Uh, go, yeah. go show her around. The door was unlocked for her to go show her. Well, I guess she had to be like, front door front door yeah. and then the front door unlocked yeah. by Tom. <laughs> I, I agree like i didn't understand like why would she feel like she had to run away from this place and then i wrote willow cameo and it was because it was uh willow on buffy they, yep. they were watching it on the tv they watched a couple buffy uh, episodes in this movie i think that was their way of saying we know this <laughs> this is a plot of an episode of buffy the vampire slayer and also um, basically nightmare on elm street 3 the dream warriors <laughs> It is. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I do remember. Yeah, that's basically what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm. I, I swore, but I'm not going to swear right now. But you can feel free to free to swear if you want. Okay. But I, I said I. I'm so effing sick of the security camera stuff. I wrote that because <laughs> there was more of it. There was a lot of close up just of the security camera itself. Yeah. Which was, and then a lot of watching through the screen of of the people in the room. Like, that was happening over and over. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then I said, this is about how how serious everything is. I wrote, so far, I really like the funny one. Oh, wait. That's what I wrote. (laughs) Yeah. Because nobody was being funny. No. And then I wrote, the Kentucky accent is rather painful. The guy who played the Kentucky guy. Yeah. I I I believe his name is Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things. I was yeah, I was a little, a little surly. Sorry about that. I was I was nitpicking at this. No, point. that's fine. His, but, I also uh, was a little bit encumbered by his accent. I also <laughs> do not live with someone from Kentucky though, so you might have a little bit more specific grievances. Well, yeah, uh, I've been there several times, and I mean, he's a British actor, so if you've never seen uh, the Vanity Fair YouTube video where he and his Stranger Things co-star lie detector test each other, it's well worth a watch, and you'll oh. notice that he is in fact British. When you watch yeah. that. So that's mm-hmm. like, he's, he's, he's working his way through several. He had gotten American down. And now he yeah. had to like get American regional. And that yeah. can be a little iffy. Yeah. Especially if you're going to pick a specific southern state. Like if you could just say southern. Well, I, I think, think you might get away with Wasn't it Virginia? He, no, he's Kentucky. Ken- oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. K- Kentucky. Yeah, Lexing- yeah. Le- Lexington. No. Lex- now I'm mixing it up with Queen's Gambit. Anyway. 
that she's also from Kentucky. Ah, <laughs> carry on. Okay. Kentucky's having a moment, I guess. Well, <clears throat> and then I wrote, this wants to be a Marvel movie, a horror, and The Breakfast Club, and dot, 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 Event Horizon? That's what I said. <laughs> Have that you was, seen that Event was, Horizon? I haven't. That's why I put a question mark, but also it was before the reveal of the fears being realized, but I but I could see that kind of happening, so that's yeah. what I, I wrote. That's what happens in that, right? Kind well, of? kind of, kind of, not really. Event Horizon okay. is really cool, though. I, I've heard. I've heard all my life that it's really cool. I don't know why I've never watched it. it but I, like, you'll, it's also, at this point, like, you also get the fun of watching early CG. So, like, mm-hmm. that's compounding the enjoyment. Like, you get a really an actually scary movie directed by mm-hmm. Paul W.S. Anderson coming off the success of, like, Mortal Kombat. They finally let him yeah. make, like, a big-budget horror movie. But yeah. it also has really rough early CG. Don't worry. There aren't a lot more notes. Um, oh, no, I'm not worried. I'm enjoying this. Okay, then I wrote, okay, okay, now I realize Danny's power, I'm more interested. <laughs> That's what I wrote. And then I wrote, more Buffy, best parts of the movie. <laughs> there was another, there was the another. The second episode they watched was Hush. There's a bit of that in there, too, in, in, the, this, in the actual movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Smiling uh, Men. Yeah, The Smiling Men was the, the fear of Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Is the smiling men. Anyway, wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of deep stuff. You, you need prior knowledge to understand what we're talking about. Anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> you need prior knowledge to understand what we're talking about. That's that yeah. is that should be the subtitle of our podcast. <laughs> Couldn't I called her Warp Lady, Queen's Gambit, Warp Lady. Yeah. Couldn't Warp Lady warp out of confinement? Yeah, I looked up her character because I was confused by what her abilities actually were. She seemed to be able to do mm. too many weird things. Everybody had their one thing. Like, one was a werewolf. I know she's not a werewolf, but she looked like a werewolf when she was half-turned. Uh, mm-hmm. One could light himself on fire. Virginia could go... Not Virginia, I'm sorry. Stranger Things could go very, very fast. Uh, like, like hyper-fast. Mm. Danny could make your, your nightmares come true. Could manifest in reality. And then Queen's mm. Gambit... Like, all of a sudden has, like, a, her, an armor arm grow out, and then she has, like, an electro sword at the end, and then she can also blip in and out. Like, it looks like teleporting, but it turns out she can only go to limbo, whatever yeah. limbo is. And then she has a puppet that turns into an actual creature in her mind or in yeah. her heightened state. Whatever you're it was, spoil- it was adorable. You're spoiling a note that I had later, which was, what's Sword Girl's power? Just, like... <laughs> Just like magic everything? Yeah. That was where so was, yeah. her power, her mutant power, according to yeah. Wikipedia, the keeper of all the knowledge, is mm-hmm. sorcery powers. That seems broad. very, ve- yeah, very she, broad she, and vague. She's a and... Harry Potter character. <laughs> Everybody can do their one thing and she can do everything. She's like the Jonas of the movie. That's also a reference to our web series, The Jonas of Everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You got to have prior knowledge. Prior knowledge. Uh, fire guy. What's... What are, we, what are we calling him? Fire so guy? So he is, I guess he would be a uh, Portuguese prince. Why is that? Because he's from Portugal and he's a prince. Is he an actual prince? Well, in the movie, he's like royalty. No, he's just super rich. That's right. He's not oh. a prince. I, but he kind of yeah. looked like a prince. He had the <laughs> chest of a prince, for sure. Feel it? All right. I'll call him Princey. Princey, I wrote a quote from him. All I, all I did was write what he said because it was a funny moment and I liked it. He said, hiding, same thing you're doing. Like uh, when when the the big monster's coming and Danny is hiding, he's like, "What are you doing?" At Princey, and he's just like, "Hiding." Same thing you're doing. This is really 
was really funny. Yeah. That, that was a funny moment. And then I wrote, closing credits are beautiful AF. And that, that I was... did like the closing credits a lot. Yeah. 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 You were also so relieved to see them. But you probably gave them more credit. <laughs> no, than I was I was kind of into it at the end, though. Like I okay. said, my main things about the movie are I, I was confused by a it had a it had a big budget. It it had like a sixty million dollar budget, something like that, and it did not look like a sixty no. million dollar budget movie, especially the first half. Yeah, <laughs> well, like or was it forty? Forty or sixty? Mm-hmm. Anyway, a lot of money, pretty small for a superhero budget, but still the. the the choices that they made were confusing to me. Let's start with the hospital. Okay, so like when you get to the hospital, it, it is just these kids and one doctor. There's like no other staff. At a certain point, I thought there was some security or whatever, but I guess if they had like security in the halls, it would have tipped their hand that maybe they were being kept there more forcefully than was originally implied. So maybe they didn't want to do that, but like... Maybe some support staff or something dealing out meds. I mean, it just felt so weirdly empty for such a big building. Yeah. Well, it's scarier if it's empty. Well, but it all—it also just doesn't make sense. It's like, here we have this big, huge building. I mean, it's abandoned facility of some kind, school. It's got its chapel. Mm-hmm. It's got everything. But it just like the, this, the size of it. It didn't seem scary to me. It felt... <laughs> cheap that uh brings up an issue i didn't write down but i remember is she's like sitting there watching the security footage like it would cut to her just watching it like is that what she does yeah it's only her just watching the footage so she she goes to group to talk to the kids and then she goes right back to the security cam in case anybody needs a door open sits there yeah (laughs) just sits there all day looking at the security foot uh Unless she's Picture. in her office so that they can drug her and have a, mis- a breakfast club moment. This is another mm-hmm. issue I had with it. As mm-hmm. soon as they drug her tea or whatever it was, so she's out cold, they like have their fun kids being wild sequence with them, which is basically like the two dudes are playing with a wheelchair in one hallway. In another hallway, mm-hmm. they, gave, they gave the girls like a couple of props. Like they had like tambourines. They were like, shaking tambourines and dancing with each other. The fun of it? was not fun. It felt like this has to be a fun moment. What's something we can throw together real quick in a couple of setups? Like you have all these kids with superpowers and they're just just kind of wasting that that potential for yeah. for a story. It didn't have to be a montage like this is a this is the breakfast club moment. That could have been elongated and could have been like scenes of them <laughs> having fun, you know? Yeah. Scenes of them like having a race or something, you know, and one of them wins, the other one gets upset. You know, like have a scene where they're doing something with yeah. a goal. Or even like, again, breakfast clubbing it while the lady's unconscious. Instead of just having a little bit of fun, they try to find out something about the place that they're in, which they end yeah. up then again doing later. But it, it, mm-hmm. all, it just felt like a bunch of setups without much payoff and half explored ideas. Like, again, not knowing what Sorcery Girl could do. Also, in the totally underfunded, very small facility, Princey is doing all the cooking and dishes. Like, <laughs> I don't understand yeah. why every time they, like, cut to him, he's doing dishes. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense for his character, even. He's the richest person in there, and he's just sitting around doing dishes all the time. Unless there's, like, some reason that that is the case, which I would love to hear. Or maybe, yeah. like, and it's also kind of interesting... And, like, also, so when Wolfie and um, Nightmare Bear Girl are 
laying out under the dome and the rain is falling on the dome and lighting it up like that mm-hmm. was like the coolest part of yeah the whole that movie. was like that was like taking the fault in our stars moment yeah and and cg in it up yeah you know? but like it was the uh. coolest looking cg and it was a little it was romantic and it led to the conversation yeah. that led to the kissing like all of that stuff was really well done i, I liked that it. and it was intercut then with uh with princey and queen's gambit in the pool right so Queen's Gambit's mm-hmm. in the pool, and all of a sudden she's being a little bit different, which I thought was an interesting choice in the movie, being like, yeah, she's queen bitch everywhere, except when she's alone with this guy that like she might be a little interested in, and then you see another side of her, but then, mm-hmm. of course, it isn't her, and it's part of the nightmare and everything, so that's yeah. fine, but I, 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 that's when I was getting interested. I was like, oh, there's a little more dimension here. You're, you're showing us mm-hmm. other sides of these characters and showing us the relationships that are evolving and that's i was getting into and then they were like no nightmare 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 smiley guys why are they all have their shirts open with tattoos is this some kind of russian mafia thing but no we're not gonna explore that also i don't think they were actually part of the comics because in the wikipedia it was like these smiley men from new mutants i was like okay wait so new mutants the movie like why are they the smiley guys are they some kind of they looked like basically like hush pimps you know they they, they looked all decked out in like black silk with a V-neck down to here, and mm-hmm. they were all identical, so I felt like they were part of some kind of syndicate, but it w- again, I don't need it to be explained, but I, I, I felt like they were telling us something very specific there, but I have no yeah. idea what it was. I agree with everything you're saying. That doesn't always happen, but I'm agreeing <laughs> with everything you're saying. I feel like this, this was a lot of ideas thrown together in a haphazard way. Yes. Like, it, it couldn't decide what story to tell, so they tried to tell it all. Yeah, I wanted it to be more horror-y than it was, horror-y than it was, uh, just based on the trailer alone, which in the trailer they were like, this, something about this place is bringing our nightmares to life. So that's when I was like, oh, straight up Nightmare on Elm Street. It takes what you're afraid of, manifests it, and now you have to deal with it. But you have superpowers, so how's that going to deal? You know, like, I was interested in the idea of it, and they made it look way scarier than it turned out to be. There was so much potential for fun in it. And the poster was so cool. I thought that poster was so cool. The font bringing out the skulls underneath their faces. All in all, felt uncohesive, unexplored, and unimaginative. And because of that, boring. Yeah, boring. I I was a little bit bored by it. When they finally all had a goal, that's when I started getting interested. Decided they had to escape. And then you knew what her, her powers were and everything. I was more interested then. The very end, like, yeah, I, I didn't love that either. But, but, but I was more into it than I was in the beginning. Well, I like Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy. I just, I've been, I'm, mm-hmm. even when I didn't like the Vavitch, I liked her in the Vavitch. I thought she was very, very good. Um, I mm-hmm. really liked her in Split. I thought she did a great job in that. Um, I've seen her in a few other things I can't really remember right now, but like, I've always thought that girl is awesome. She's doing something super cool. And so when she was such a like one dimensionally bitchy character in this, and then she had the cool arm, arm sword, whatever thing, like once she got the chance to really open up in the third act and she comes like crashing through the window and she's like, demon bear. (laughs) I was like, boom. Worth it. <laughs> and the shot was like looking up at her. She dropped out of the sky with her flaming sword. I was and yelling demon yeah. bear. I was like, that yeah. alone 
is yeah. worth is worth prep I for like, a mission. I liked that moment. I was still confused as to what her powers were, but I liked that moment. So I think she can blip to limbo and blip back. I don't know how much teleportation is involved in that. It, it, it's even fairly unexplained in my limited research. So like, apparently she can't teleport if she can't get out of confinement. Oh, solitary. Solitary, yeah. So solitary. she should be able to blip out of solitary for sure. They weren't magic walls or anything. Unless she can't teleport, yeah. yeah. She could have gone yeah. and hang out in limbo, though. Didn't look like a great place to hang out. Yeah, but didn't she said she made it. She Yeah, like, she did say that. I'm still confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of gives you an overview of how we felt about the New Mutants. Um, would you like to go into the six questions, Craig? Go for it. Jake, listen. I know you're a comic guy. I didn't write all this. I'm making it sound like I'm reading ex- verbatim. But uh, what comic does no one talk about that should be made into a movie? I would still like to see a comic of Why the Last Man. Have you, do you know that one? No. Okay, so it's like a graphic novel series by Brian K. Vaughn. He <laughs> is awesome. I love him. So basically it is uh, a virus kills off every man on earth except for one and so and women then split off into these various factions kind of tribally and he's traveling through looking for his girlfriend who was vacationing in australia at the time Mm. of the virus outbreak and for a second the guy who did 10 cloverfield lane dan trachtenberg and he directed an episode of black mirror and then he directed the pilot to the boys and several episodes i guess yeah. And it's just was announced that he's directing the next Predator movie. Um, so he was attached to adapt Why the Last Man for a second, but it never happened. And I still think it was a really good series. So he's the last man on Earth, and it's all yeah. just women, and he has to navigate his way through to get to his girlfriend. That is his plan. It keeps getting, things keep happening that aren't great, though. It's him and his monkey. His oh. monkey is also a boy. They're the only two men left. <laughs> that sounds like a really good story. It's good. We have, I think we have the whole series if you want to check it out. I don't know how to read. But uh, your, your question, please. You don't have an answer for that? Oh, I have to give an answer. Yeah, I, I don't read enough comics to really have a good answer to this. Sorry. Okay. Can't do cool. it. Yeah. My first question. Craig, if Danny was in the uh, house with you and was manifesting your worst nightmares, what would be manifested from you? Now, I feel like it has to be... An aggressor of some kind. It can't be a concept. It can't be like... Because everybody else has manifested into some form of aggressor that could chase and injure them. The problem is, that was my third question. That, this, that's my fear, that you would have the same question as me. So, oh, and it's manifested. Danny's in your house! Ah! I think prob- it'd probably be an airplane crashing. Wow. So like, if the sequence was in the movie, all of a sudden, you would be in your room, and you would get a little turbulence... And then you'd look out and you'd see the sky. And then all of a sudden you'd turn around and the rest of your room was an airplane that you'd yeah. walk into and you'd turn back and your room was no longer there. It's just you in this airplane. Yeah. You know, that's how the whole thing would unfold. Yeah, it's better than like an airplane just falling from crashing the sky. Crashing into your... Yeah, Which because you're scared of I'm crashing not afraid of, an airplane. I'm not really afraid of getting hit by an airplane right now. Wait, wouldn't it be I awesome mean, if I were actually hit by an airplane right now? Oh, no, Craig. I don't think it would be. Seriously, <laughs> if you can get the footage, put it up. On YouTube, okay, of this, if yeah. that happens, as the airplane crashes into I'm you, telling you if, style. if it re- you can recover it, I'm telling you, you have my permission to use that. 
in truthfulness, I'm going to go off of what was not. My answer was going to be, uh, like, it would have to probably be spider-oriented and probably yeah. a large spider because I could not believe how scared I was during uh, Harry Potter's magical journey ride in mm-hmm. <laughs> in Orlando when those spiders reached Whoa. out. I way my body reacted against my will was just wow. it, the adrenaline spike, the like the way I tried to shove away from it, the way I felt it reaching into my soul, not just toward me. Yeah. Like that I did not expect. Yeah. Um so that was going to be my answer, but now thinking about like re- real true hor- horror things, it would be anything in the house not coming for me but heading for my child. That would be the thing. That would be the worst nightmare. <laughs> Second question for me. Um, and my last question. Uh-oh, it's uh, going to be the five questions this time. Favorite Buffy season and why? Basically, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk Buffy for a bit. My favorite Buffy season remains season five. Two reasons. The introduction and eventual reasoning of Dawn is incredibly ballsy there will be buffy spoilers buffy buffy spoilers big oh yeah 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 yep buffy spoilers guys um yeah which if you have not watched buffy maybe skip ahead like a couple minutes because that is well worth a watch to this day yeah so anyway dawn and glory Mm -hmm. both are the reasons why season five is my favorite season five is my favorite (gasps) it is craig we've talked about this i think before but uh yeah i think because I don't know. Glory not not exi- She doesn't necessarily a reason for my favorite. She's. she's I not, just think she's fantastic. She's not in my both f- season five of Buffy and the film Bring It On. She is good. She's a good villain. She's not my favorite Buffy villain. That's the mayor in season three easily for me. She's good. She's probably probably second best for me because I, yeah, six and seven don't have like solid villains. Uh, well, seven the big bad in seven is pretty cool. It kind of goes every other season where they have a a big a decent big bad. Well, yeah. no, because Spike was two, and then you got the mayor in three. Yeah, but Spike wasn't a big bad. Season four villain is pretty not great. Although season six's villain, I love season six's villain. Yeah. I love the villains, and then the villain that becomes to come after the villains. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, previous All knowledge, right. guys. Previous All right. knowledge. All right, my theory about villains, I I, I throw it out the window, but. Season five, Glory. She's pretty good. I love the Dawn plotline. I love the... If, if you're still listening and you don't care about spoilers and you haven't seen it, she is Buffy's sister in season five. The first four seasons, Buffy didn't have a sister. Yeah, she's so good. Season five, suddenly, she has a sister. And everyone knows it. Everyone knows her. Everyone's aware yeah. that she has always had a sister. It's just yeah. it just happens. Doesn't, it's so ballsy. It and doesn't explain like, what it. What are they doing to us? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, boom! And also, she comes. It's so good. And also, she's kind of annoying. She's like yeah. at the beginning, it's like she's just this suddenly like these characters are used to going on adventures with. Now there's this whiny little kid along. She's just constantly yeah, yeah. whining. But I love. Yeah. Everybody thought she was so whiny. I thought she was great. I loved Don. Hey, I'm not saying I didn't love it, but she was whiny. She was, she and it's was, also yeah. it also is the season they have to do it so quickly. They have to introduce her and then build up the relationships, and then the body happens. Yeah, and that that is a uh, that is a brutal God. brutal episode. Uh, but yes, yeah, they they introduce her and and don't explain it. Don't explain it for a while, and then you eventually find out that she was manifested as a key 
to uh, stop the the god glory from taking over the world. I love that aspect of it. That really puts it up up at the top for me. But then I also love how the last probably last three episodes feel so epic and apocalyptic. Like it really builds to something huge. And I think it, that's the first time it really does that to me in the in the series. The second time is the end. I think the finale, like the last yeah. the last season, basically. Yeah, I think they did a good job with that. Yeah. I I mean I yeah I I, I love Buffy. That's a great mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready for question four? Uh yes. How many X Men films of the thirteen can you and I name from memory? <laughs> There's thirteen. <laughs> Thirteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna make checks as we come up with them, That's, and then I'm gonna double check it. You got X Men. You got X Men in the year two thousand. X two. Yep. X Men three. The rise of the X Men. I don't remember what it's called. No, no, no. X X Men three is called The Last Stand. Do we have so to get the still, titles? We right? we have to do the subtitles as well. Yeah. The Last Stand. Days of There's Future. There's X Men First Class. Day, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. There. Apocalypse. And then there's there, Dark Phoenix. Dark, it's Dark Phoenix. That's what it's called. I knew there was a Phoenix one. And then there's, there's Wol- New Mutants. Wolverine. And you wrote down New Mutants. I did. And, Wolverine had another one. Yeah, it did. In like Japan. Isn't that one Wolverine? Isn't there? Wait, is one Wolverine and one the Wolverine? <laughs> I don't know. And then there's Logan. Logan, of course. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, Wolverine Origins. Or something? Oh, Wolverine Origins. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do the Deadpool movies count? Nope. Those aren't X-Men. But he goes to their compound. He goes to Xavier's house. He does. And it's uh, like Colossus. And um, yeah. you're going to say Deadpool are part of them. I'll add them as aside. So that would put us at 13. It would. It would. Okay. Maybe maybe it's the two Deadpools. Maybe it is. So are let's we... see. Okay. Tally X-Men up. film series. Ready? Yeah. They are X-Men, X2, X-Men The Last Stand, X-Men Origins Wolverine, so mm. worse or better, X-Men First Class, The Wolverine, ha, <laughs> but that's what we are counting as Wolverine, Yeah. Days of Future Past, Deadpool, yeah, yeah. see, it. see, X-Men Apocalypse, Logan, Deadpool 2, Dark Phoenix, and the New Mutants, we actually did it, we yeah. actually did it. What's your favorite of those? Uh, well, the original X-Men, the year 2000. Yeah. I, I, it, it blew my mind when yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it in the theater, and I loved it. That's probably my favorite. Uh, Days of Future Past I liked a lot. I was surprised how much it, I liked that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also kind of liked First Class. That was First good. Class was okay. I, yeah. Days of Future Past I liked more than that, and yeah. uh, I really liked Logan as well. Logan Especially was amazing. This, yeah, Logan yeah. was amazing. Good question, Jake. Well cool. done. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that we were able to pull it off. Okay, so I have one more on my list, and then I have one alternate, so I can get us back to six if you want. Let's do it. Please. Okay, so the last question uh, of my original three were, um, so you know how production company cards, like the uh, like movie studio cards, sometimes at the beginning of certain movies, they'll change like the Universal Studios logo to be within the u- world of the movie? Like yeah. Scott Pilgrim had an 8-bit version, and the Burbs, like you start at the Universal and you go all the way into the suburb. Did you ever see, this is the great, did you see um, Zombieland 2? No. Not a great movie, but the production <laughs> card is Columbia Lady. It yeah. has zombies coming to her, and she beats them to death with her, cl- <laughs> with her torch. Good, um, good. But what was the distinctive element to the 20th Century Fox production logo at the beginning of the first X-Men movie? In 2000. Uh, it was blue. 
Nope. Oh, uh, I don't. It know. was super simple and subtle. As it faded out to black, the yeah. X stayed a little bit longer. Oh wow! In in Fox. Wow. I would say that's hard, but I feel like that's something I should know, and I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> yeah. um, I just thought it was super cool because it was so yeah. subtle. Um, yeah. So my my alternate question that I didn't put on my list, but we'll get us back up to six, is um, in this movie, The New Mutants, we have a character who turns from human to wolf and is sometimes in between the two. She gets a little wolfy at a certain point, uh, like half wolfed out. Yeah. What do we think is the film with the best werewolf design? (laughs) Best werewolf design. In film... In our film viewing history. I have a personal favorite that I think also just is good. Like, the only werewolf movies that come to mind right now are Wolf with Jack Nicholson, which, <laughs> which I never saw. I never saw it. I, I saw that movie uh, so many times. Werewolf in London. Uh, American Werewolf in Paris. Uh, <laughs> Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf 2. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, I never saw Teen Wolf 2. Uh, no, I didn't either. Jason Bateman, though. Monster Squad and Oz and Buffy. <laughs> Your favorite one of those? Yeah, my favorite is one of those. I haven't thought about the actual design of the wolf very much. <laughs> I think I the werewolf is particularly hard to pull off because yeah. it, I think it mostly just ends up looking really goofy. Yeah, I mean, all of them in my mind look goofy right now. I can't really think of a So great on one. the scale of goofy werewolves, I mean, like... You, you, you have, you're already on the goofy scale, so you have, just have to get to the point where it's the least goofy. And to me, I got to go Monster Squad. Monster I gotta go Squad. Werewolf yeah. and Monster Squad is the coolest looking, the best design. And I honestly think Monster Squad is the best design of all of the major monsters. I think it's the best looking mummy. It's, I think it's the best looking creature. I think it's the best looking Dracula. It's too, I just think it's the best. It's been too long since... Uh... But I think you think about and that, that more than I do. Wolfman had nards. Yeah. So. Oh, I, I'll never forget that. Wolfman <laughs> have nards. I remember seeing that with a group of kids and everyone laughing, like a group of boys, like ah. I get yeah. that. I have nards. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Monster Squad's great. You're you're right though. I do also think about these things probably more than you do. Yeah. Y- yeah. You're a horror guy. I am. Uh, I don't remember thinking it was that Oz was that goofy in Buffy. They went more humanoid with Oz, which is yeah. a solid plan on a smaller yeah. budget. So, like, that's the, also the idea, like, old Wolfman, like, classic Universal Wolfman, like, was the dissolve to, like, a hairier face and, like, paw, like ha- hairy coming out of the sleeve, you know? It just is that slap some hair on your human actor. The old slap I some like hair. I like a little more transformation, but I also like them to remain bipedal. I don't like when they go full on oh. four legs. Well, yeah, but... In Monster Squad, he's never not Wolfman, right? It's always Wolfman. No, he he like he he comes into the police station. He's like, "Lock me up!" Like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they they also do a minor transformation. They do like a, a stages version of it where his hand goes up against the phone booth and it's like the hairy hand and with longer nails. And then like you see his face and he's like mid transformation and it's really gnarly looking. And I think the full Wolfman look, cause he's like, he even just gets more muscly and everything. Yeah. And like his clothes tear kind of Hulk style. And yeah. his face is also a good combination of wolf features, full mask, really well articulated mask. I mean, it came, it all came out of Stan Winston's shop. So it's like really, really beautifully done like mechanical and makeup effects on all those creatures. Well, now I got to go rewatch Monster Squad. Also so. the best looking Frankenstein. 
you know? But yeah. uh, Frankenstein's monster, but honestly. Yeah. Come on, Frankenstein's monster, Jake. Hey, you know what? I yeah. I think he probably took his master's last name. I, just I think rem- he's Frankenstein. <laughs> I just remember them all having the very classic look. They all, like, very... They yeah. were the, they were the, essentially, they were the most potentially polished versions of the classic designs, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you take the classic universal monster designs, and then you have Stan Winston imagine them as if they were more real world. Mm-hmm. Like, the creature from the Black Lagoon, the creature in Monster Squad is insane looking. That mm-hmm. thing is so amazing looking. Yeah. Ah, Craig, now I want to watch Monster Squad again. You do that. You know what I'm going to watch? Monster Mank. Squad. Monster Squad. Mank. I do, <laughs> okay. I do want to watch Mank, though. Is that We're going to talk about that? We're going to talk about Mank next time. Mank, the new David Fincher movie. I'm excited about it. I mean, I have medium to high hopes for it. I'm always excited by Fincher, no matter what. Although I have yeah. never seen Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and I probably won't. So, like, Why not? It's I good. Just, it's good. I'm just not interested. It's not, but, not my favorite Fincher, but it's good. Well, we'll get into it, because it'll be in rank next time. But there's also a movie coming out also on the 4th. It's going to be available for rental. I was curious if you would like to do with me. It's called Freaky. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, it is Freaky Friday. It's the new Freaky Friday. There's except, a new Freaky Friday. Except it's from Blumhouse, and it is a high school girl who switches bodies with a serial killer. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, a week ago... Or less than a week ago, I watched the Lindsay Lohan Freaky Friday for the first time ever. Why did you do that? I love it that you did that. Because China and I are watching a Christmas movie every... Uh, Is that a Christmas movie? No. But ch- uh. <laughs> let me get there. China and I are watching a Christmas movie every day. Well, we're, we're skipping a few days here and there, but for 25 days in a row. We're watching 25 Christmas movies in 25 days, uh, one from each year going 25 years back. Oh, I so, like it. The, the third one, it was like this made-for-TV, crappy, crappy, crappy. We watched a lot of crappy ones already, but uh, we've already watched like five. But uh, it was a made-for-TV movie called The Christmas List, and it's this woman who makes a wish, makes a Christmas list, and the wishes come true. Cause the night before, we watched a movie that was like a Groundhog Day type thing, and then right after that, I watched... This takes a lot of, explain- a lot of explaining, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. At, right after that, I watched, rewatched Palm Springs because it was a better version of that idea. So good. So, so this good. time I want to watch a better version of My Wish Came True. And so she's China suggested Freaky Friday. And I'm like, I've never seen it. So she went to bed. I watched it. And get this. I loved it. That's great. I, Have you watched the original Freaky Friday, the uh, Haley Mills version? No, I read someone. Oh, I mean, it's so a Jodie Foster. I read Jody the Foster book. Version. I read the book. Like, or okay. someone read the book to me in grade school or something. Did you um, see the Fred Savage, Judge uh, Judge Reinhold, vice versa? Yeah. So okay. that. And uh, there's a Kurt Cameron one, too. Uh, like Father, Like Son? Yeah. 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 Uh, um, so this time, just so yeah. you know, t- uh, high school girl, serial killer, serial killer played by Vince Vaughn. <laughs> this sounds really s- disturbing, but I like it. Uh, yeah. But Freaky Friday was awesome, Jake. It was great. I'm, I'm glad. I've seen the Jodie Foster original Disney version, of course. Oh, you've not I, seen? I haven't seen the. I haven't seen the um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Lindsay Lohan. Same guy who did no. Mean Girls, who directed Mean Girls. Fantastic! I will check yeah. it out. Yeah, I will, especially if we do Freaky um, on on this podcast. Yeah, check it out. I was surprised. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> is that it? Is that it for us? I think it is. For and Jake, don't say it like that. Is that it for us? Scene. Scene.
Movie. Movie! Well, Mank comes out on the 4th. That's exciting. That is exciting. I'm going to stop my camera now. Oh, yeah, me too.